What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Oblivious Podcast. We are on episode 79, and as we do every week, we're going to hop straight into shit, asking how everybody is, starting with Victoria. I'm good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Angel, how are you? Doing all right. I took out my trash today, which I hadn't been to do for a while. I didn't get a way to put, I didn't put my clothes away, but, you know, you can't win them all. Right, right. That's true, that's true. Okay. Uh, Julio, how are you? I'm doing some some stuff. I, I'm better than earlier, because I took the, the, the vaccine yesterday, which fucked me up. Did it? You not feeling good? You sore? Yeah, I'm sore. I got a fever. Yeah. Oh, my dog is sneezing. I was <laughs> sweating up a storm. Alright, well, cool. Cool. Happy for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, personally, I'm doing fine. Uh, like every other week, this week's been just a tad busy. But it's been fun, and here we are on Friday, ready to fucking record. So, we're gonna get straight into our first topic of the evening. That being, oh my god, there's so many, there's so much stupid shit that I sent prior to that. Okay, <laughs> uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So the caveat with discussing this is, um, I forgot to get Angel and Julio on board with having seen the movie prior to this discussion. So this <laughs> is shit. That is a big ass. Oh, um, <laughs> what the fuck, Julio? <laughs> well, now I'm looking. <laughs> the vampire from. <laughs> my god we will get to that that's that's in the topics all right yeah. but uh i haven't seen it yet but uh i know people really liked it it's when they... <laughs> okay what? it's so much it's better <laughs> um it's so much better than i expected it to be i'll be totally honest um kind of the biggest issue these movies have is because i've seen i've seen them all too so um like all these new uh kong and zilla style movies but the biggest issue they have are the human characters. Not one time in any of these movies have the human characters even been remotely interesting. Um, and you're a furry? No. The uh, first... Uh, what? I, what's crazy, though, is that this one, I felt like it broke that convention, but it also really stuck to it at the exact same time. So there's one group of characters in the movie that are a little entertaining to watch, and there's another that are a fucking drag. Like, <laughs> it's so boring. Um, I'll just I'll just come out the gates, I'll say which group it is without spoilers, but um, Millie Bobby Brown and like the group that she is in, um, they're super boring to watch. Every time it cut back to them, I stop paying attention. Um, and the group that was interesting to watch, what was the little girl's name? Victoria, the little deaf girl? Raji? Gia, Gia? Gia or something like that? Yeah. She she was actually kind of interesting because she could communicate with Kong. So that was cool. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the movie a little bit, our feelings on it, um, and not get into spoilers at first, but a few minutes into it or just whenever we are running out of shit to say without spoilers, we'll start with spoilers, but I'll warn y'all. Since this movie literally came out, the day before yesterday or yesterday i don't remember but uh yeah so we're right off the bat since it was just me and you just saw it, victoria what what do you think of the movie 
big monkey fight giant lizard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was definitely one of the better out of like the the movies with Kong and Godzilla. I know there was only one other Kong movie before this, but that definitely was better than, in my opinion, than all of the rest of the Godzilla movies. That's why I liked Kong initially a little bit more, but I mean, I still love Godzilla. Like, there's no favorites with that. Um, but I do agree with Zane. The human portions were really dragging. You don't really go to a Godzilla or Kong movie to see humans go through human drama. You just go to see mind-numbing, cool lizard brain activating fights. So right, exactly. <laughs> like your your typical like middle-aged dad shit. Like we're not here for like a super compelling plot and like you know racial undertones or something we're just yeah. here for, <laughs> we're just here for you know <laughs> so that was probably that was probably jarring i keep making a joke about that because there are people who are mad that the movie isn't deeper than it is um and i was like what did yeah. what did you want in the movie like racial un like like social like social commentary like racial undertones and your godzilla <laughs> Fucking Mecha Godzilla is in this movie. So like, what what seriousness okay. do you want in this? Spoilers. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back into the in the post and like put a big fucking spoilers tag right as Julio's about to talk. But uh, Zane, that's like super obvious based on trailer. There's no Mecha Godzilla no, is not featured not. in the trailers. Okay, we're five minutes no. in. Don't let me forget that. Um. Okay. Wow. I didn't get it. I'll write it on a birthday card. <laughs> Fine. I guess it as well. Okay. Yeah. So, well, people can guess it, but there are also people who don't even know what Mechagodzilla is, which is, it's a, like a cool plot And point. there's also people who haven't seen the movie who probably don't want to, to know, know that he's in it yet. Yeah. Yes. Damn, uh, movie. Okay. You fool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a fool for, for saying something obvious. So, okay. So we're immediately getting into spoilers. Um, so <laughs> You're welcome. So anyways... Um, so I assume the movie goes like, uh, like Godzilla is at Kong's neck, and then he says, <clears throat> "Where are they?" And then he's like, "Yeah, no, we get it. We, we get it. Godzilla can talk." No, he can't. Julio's just no. trying to make a Julio's just trying to make a bad <laughs> Batman versus Superman joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say he's like, he's like, "Why do you know that name?" Martha, you're literally like a thousand or so people late to that joke, but whatever. Um. So look, I made the joke the other day, and I keep, I look, keep if, making if, that joke. If I picked up on anything during the movie, it was that Godzilla and Kong had a lot of sexual tension. There's like a scene where they're like screaming in each other's faces, and me and Victoria thought they were gonna start kissing. Like, <laughs> we were like, "Whoa!" Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. We already you did a spoiler tag. They, they definitely. What is the, it called? The they definitely did the um, the baiting. Yeah, the, the baiting. <laughs> the baiting for their sexual attention. <laughs> Dude, if there's a sequel, they better. They better. Man, that'd be so fucking funny. Uh, something that happens in the, the fucking... Uh, what's that music video? The parody on the... The most epic battle? But it's like the most epic orgy instead? Oh my they god. Just literally, they Julia, just literally what? reword the fucking lyrics to be gay. Of course, like, Julio knows instead about... Of, Something like that. What the fuck? Okay. It's old fucking 2005 YouTube. What do you mean? 
Uh, all right, we're gonna move on from that. Um, so Come on, yeah, the what do you mean? <laughs> you guys salute. Well, we were talking. We were making a throwaway joke about sexual tension between two people fighting, and you turned it into this like this whole like fucking rose tinted glass like YouTube orgy thing. Um, so we're moving on from that. But uh, rose tinted glass. Yeah. Because you got nostalgic about it. I don't know. Because it's like 2005, apparently. Nostalgic. Something uh, I just remembered. <laughs> That's not nostalgic. Oh, my God. Okay. So, what were you What were you going to say, Victoria? I mean, I wasn't really going to say anything more than that. Um, I think that if you like movies where you can turn your brain off and enjoy mindless action, then this is definitely the movie for you. I think that if you're trying to look for anything else other than that then you probably won't enjoy it yeah um but it is still really cool there's a lot of the times where i was like whoa we're like damn that's fucking sick you know like there's yeah. a lot of there's definitely a lot of um new themes they're very experimental with this movie um obviously was... since we're talking about spoilers <clears throat> correct mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. there's a part where they reach like middle earth like where there's like a whole nother ecosystem in the center of the earth basically that sounded it sounded so like you were saying <laughs> yeah i was about to say it's like they, <laughs> yes. met, they met bilbo <laughs> that's exactly what i meant they so, really got experimental with it <laughs> there's this there's this whole fucking spoilers so yeah we already did spoilers. the spoiler tag spoilers i'm Dollar. putting it julio spoilers started when you fucking spoiled mecha godzilla um but uh -huh. there's there's this whole sequence where they're they're using like this weird tech to follow Kong to the center of the earth where the gravity is different and it's like it's where Kong and Zilla and all the monsters are from. Um Yeah. Is that like the Orca device or whatever they called it? No, it's called like Hollow Point or something. Uh they made a yeah, new it's like a, tracking it's like an device. Aircraft or like a car that like floats that can oh, take sorry. like the the cars yeah the cars are like their own thing they're weird but they're cool um what mm. i was saying about hollow point is that like that's what the place is called i believe is hollow point mm. um it's middle earth now <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but it was it was actually kind of neat like there's um it's a bit it's a bit experimental for a movie like this normally these movies are very formulaic so that was kind of yeah. nice i was i was watching that i was like wow that's that's interesting um, and, um, how many new kaiju show up? Are they like the same as the pretty much last none? Movie? There's like nothing new. It's literally Godzilla and King nothing Kong. Nothing new. The biggest Why thing. They... The biggest what thing the is is that this movie was like absolutely beautiful. Like the CGI and the effects were really top notch. Like it was yeah. beautiful. You can tell Truly the money. A beautiful movie. You can tell where all the money went. Um. Oh yeah. But mm -hmm. definitely not in that plot. <laughs> no, no, this uh, this movie is gonna age really well when it comes to visual effects because we're in a weird place. We're in a weird place where like, it's kind of the uncanny valley now. Like, you know how old Avatar is at this point, and you can go back and those visual effects still look pretty decent. Um, like it's yeah. it's a lot easier to suspend your disbelief nowadays with CGI than it used to be, because CGI mm -hmm. used to be really fucking goofy and frowned upon. Um, yeah, every time I try and rewatch uh, Avatar, I always try to look to see if I can like really notice like if the CGI is like aged, but like barely, barely fucking yeah. anything. It like that shit still holds up, and that shit came out almost ten years ago. And it's just getting more nuts, especially with the way John uh, John Favreau's been pushing the envelope with uh, mm -hmm. what movie was it that he worked on? 
he started it he started it with the Lion King uh, the Lion King remake and mm-hmm. he continued using this style that is being adapted into the Mandalorian uh, where they it's really cool they have like this massive screen that's built around the entire set um, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is rendered real time in Unreal Engine uh, and what it does is it syncs up with the cameras and if like there's a camera panning in on uh, I guess we'll for example's sake if there's a camera panning in on the Mandalorian um, and he's on Tatooine or something you the the cameras will work with it as if he is actually on that planet will work with the backgrounds and the green screens and it not only helps the actors better like get into their roles because they're not looking at giant green screens they're actually looking at the environment um, mm. but it also just it makes this all much more seamless it's neat uh, that tech that that cool. yeah and I that it kind of became its own discussion on CGI and everything, but moving forward, it's gonna we're gonna keep getting into that uncanny valley shit, and it's just like CGI is not really gonna be a thing anymore. Um, it's sick. Yeah, because there are movies you can go back to, and it's like, ugh, oh my god, when you see the CGI. Like I think of the Mummy, um, the <laughs> at the, the end sequence with the Rock coming out of that. Uh, wait, is that the right Mummy? Is that the right movie that I'm thinking of? The Rock. I don't think so. Though, I don't no, remember the, the rock, rock is being Jumanji. You mean Jumanji? What movie is it? No, 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 no. Um, what oh, movie what? is it? Where? Th- oh, wait, is it Scorpion King? Scorpion King. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. One. The so rock. the first Scorpion King, there's this sequence where the Rock comes busting out of this, uh, of this like of this giant set of doors, and he's completely like CGI because he's like a weird scorpion centaur thing. Um, and looking, and when you rewatch that sequence, it is so fucking ugly to look at. <laughs> it's it's horrendous. It's so funny. Um but God I remember the fucking Power Rangers movie with it's CGI. It looks like it's some shitty um PS... I said the mummy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <though. laughs> yeah, it's some shitty PS I don't know, one or two graphics with the like the final boss fights. Like instead of showing really good like um like big monsters, they just decided, you know, let's just CGI some crappy bug thing that's like a stick figure with spikes all over it like what what for the power rangers movie what the hell man that reminds me of a movie (laughs) i i had recently attempted to watch because it was on amazon prime and it was the title that got me okay it was called velasa pastor oh i've heard of that it, (laughs) it was a guy who is a pastor who got turned into a velociraptor and the CGI in that movie, obviously because that movie is not very popular. Um, Low budget. <laughs> the CGI in that movie is done by like a 13 year old. <laughs> a 13 year old so using After Effects. Yes. <laughs> but a 13 year old is getting paid more. I know. I, that movie was so bad. I really could not get through it. I was, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm gonna get through this movie and I'm gonna tell all my friends about it and like it's gonna be so funny, but like I could not get like 20 minutes in. It was so bad. You see any other Ugandan movies? I just got an ad for the movie. (laughs) Oh. But yeah, you're really right though, Victoria. That shit, that's so funny. Uh, Did you ever watch those movies that I gave you? The the Swagger Pastor movies? (laughs) No, I didn't watch it. You still got them, I still have them. Okay, good, good. You've got to watch those, dog. Those are so fucking funny. Swagger Pastor movies. Burn them. I watched watched a little bit of the first one before I gifted it to you. It was funny as hell. (laughs) Um, They're awful. But, uh, where was I going to go with this? So, 
Yeah, it, the CGI discussion is definitely interesting. Like the the CGI in this movie is really, really good. Like, I mean, duh, you can't really have a movie like this and the CGI not be that good. Um, yeah. I will say, kind of my only complaint with the movie, like my biggest one, aside from the stuff with Millie Bobby Brown and the people she was with, uh, is that the God, King Kong was was basically a character in this movie. Like we see, we kind of get a hint at his origins. Um, and yeah, we're in sp spoiler territory, like I've been saying. We get a hint at his origins. Um, we learn that he can actually communicate with a little girl. Like, straight up talk to her. He, he With learns, sign language? Yeah, he learns sign language. Um, but Godzilla kind of isn't really a character in this movie the way King Kong is. And that kind of sucked. Especially as somebody who is a lot more interested in Godzilla than King Kong. Just personally. Because, um, like, God Godzilla honestly did not get nearly as much screen time as Well, I And I get what you're saying, but the biggest thing with that it, at least in my opinion is the fact that the character of king kong is more intelligent than godzilla yeah godzilla is the character to fight against because he's really strong and also we've gotten two movies with godzilla and you know of course minus all the old ones i'm talking about the new remakes we've gotten two movies with him kind of explaining like who he is and yeah. like what he kind of does but obviously we don't know him as like a character but yeah, I think when it comes to King Kong, the way that they wanted to flesh it out, because obviously they wanted to do his backstory, and he's a more intelligent creature than Godzilla is. Right. Uh, yeah, those are all fair points. Um, I don't know. Just, yeah, if you're, if you're like super crazy about Godzilla, he doesn't have as much screen time as you may want. Uh, that's kind of the only big thing. But other than that, man, this movie's fucking wild. Like, um... If, if you're, it's definitely never boring to watch. No, not at all. Uh, if you're if you're vaccinated, it's probably a really good movie, like a probably a really good like theater movie. Um, mm -hmm. But all right, I don't I know. Can man. go. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Julio. But uh, wait, I can go to your house now. <laughs> no, we're not discussing that right now. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's a fun flick. I I really enjoyed it. It um, it's fucking weird, man. Like there's like a scene where where Godzilla is in Hong Kong and he's just like you know what I'm just gonna use like my weird nuclear laser thing to just get to the center of the Earth right now, and he does, and yeah. then and then King Kong climbs through it and is in Hong Kong all of a sudden, and they're fighting, and then Godzilla beats him. I will say that Godzilla won. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, Godzilla did win. Like King Kong pretty much almost died, uh, but they he's did. Like they did some weird convoluted shit to like restart his heart, uh, and he's like fucking Goku or fucking Naruto. He's like the main character always has to win, guys. Come on. No, no, Godzilla wasn't the main character. It was King Kong that was the main character, and King Kong kind of got his ass beat prior to the Mecha Godzilla stuff. Uh, it's the main character of the the fucking Godzilla universe. I mean, because King Kong, like seriously, Kong was literally like dying. Uh, when Mecha Godzilla, yeah, Godzilla up. was about to like crush his fucking chest open. Yeah, uh, and that's when they were like screaming at each other, and you could feel the sexual attention. And then, <laughs> and then Godzilla just left. He was like, "I'm not gonna kill you." Uh, he saved him for later, you know. But that's a fucking <laughs> dick move. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> but then King Kong does come back and save Godzilla from getting his fucking head like 
laser beamed off by Mechagodzilla. So, yep. <laughs> and then you know, and then it's basically the whole premise of the movie is Godzilla and Kong find the power of friendship. Like that's it. And hopefully one day love. Um. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> You know, like in the comics and shit, there was like this one kaiju that was a living swarm. I wonder if that's going to show up in the movies. I don't know, man. You're the one with all the Godzilla King Kong vocabulary. Like, we don't know. Uh, but I just say one word, kaiju. That's like a common ass word. But um, I don't know, man. It was it was interesting. Uh, I I enjoyed that movie. There's not much else to say. I ship Godzilla and King Kong. That's all I got. Of course. <laughs> Who else would you ship them with? Well, yeah, like, why wouldn't you ship them as well? Like, from enemies to lovers? Like, come on. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. I mean, Godzilla's girlfriend fucking disintegrated. What the fuck are you on about? In the comics? In the comic? He's about to say in the comic. No, in the last movie? fucking movie. Oh. oh, yeah, the, the, what's her name? Mothra. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen the last movie. Um... You haven't seen that. Yeah, she, she was, fucking just she disintegrates was, herself like, to power up Godzilla. She was all, like, angelic. Hmm. Yeah. I've only ever seen uh, the first Godzilla movie, like the new one, and then Kong Skull Island. Those are the only two. Um, so, yeah. Wait, you don't need to know anything about the two going in. It's not like they have in-depth lore. Uh, so much lore, man. Like... These guys go onto the island and start dying one by one, and Kong is like, just like, what the fuck are you dying on my island for? <laughs> okay. A lot of lore there. Okay, are we ready to move on? Yes. Alrighty. No. So. I want to be able to talk about something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Angel's lamb shit. Why the hell is my camera having a stroke? Huh? My camera was just, like strobe lighting. You're welcome. All right, we are. Damn, we killed 21 minutes talking about Godzilla vs. King Kong. All right. Wow, that's like 21 minutes. We are 21 minutes in, and we're going to hop into our next topic. That being, uh, so I put in all caps, I am tired of talking about Xbox. <laughs> but, uh. Why are we, what are we doing? I am tired of talking about, about Xbox, Xbox. But this is a discussion that is interesting. Um, <laughs> as Victoria leaves. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, so, oh, look at Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my goodness. He looks so stoic. I gotta take a screenshot of him for her. That's precious. Oh no! Damn it. You failed. Shit. Now I'm sad. Uh. Okay, regardless. He's back. Oh no. Let's go ahead and get into this discussion. So, um... For those who don't know, uh, a few, I think it was a few weeks ago, it was announced that MLB The Show, uh, which is uh, a pretty, pretty popular, I, I, maybe to an extent, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't really know about it until recently, but it was announced a few weeks ago that MLB The Show, a first party PlayStation uh, studio developed and PlayStation exclusive series of Major League Baseball games, what is be was going to be released the newest one was going to be released on xbox one consoles as well um and then today it was announced that it is also going to be a day one game pass exclusive so the reason that is so wildly weird is because it is a first party playstation studios developed game 
for those who don't know, first party are studios who develop games for one company and one company only. In the event of PlayStation, that being PlayStation. A first party game usually only makes them for PlayStation and they only come out on PlayStation. So Whoa. the fact that MLB The Show is not only on Xbox now, but it is also going to be a day one Game Pass game is really mind boggling um, for a lot of reasons. But there was this and one other tidbit of news. First, I want you guys' opinions on that before I get into the other thing, which I find more interesting. How much money did they pay to get it on the system? I don't know. They weren't paying Sony, that's the thing. The reason MLB was uh, ported is, is being ported to Xbox. Not really ported, it's just coming out there too. Uh, the reason MLB is coming out there as well and on Game Pass, like the reason that was able to happen is because um, I don't remember... I think it is just straight up the Major League Baseball program. Um, I think literally MLB reacquired the publishing rights to their own games, like to games about them. Um, and we're like, why are we making this exclusive? Let's just make it multi-plat. Uh, I think that's what happened. So I, I don't know how much money was exchanged. Nobody does. That, that'd be weird info to be giving out every time they do anything like that. Uh... Because, like, we, we get money when it comes to big acquisitions, but never, like, Game Pass deals. So. Yeah. It makes sense, because sports games are very popular. Oh, yeah, they and bring in huge now, audiences. Now that this will be on Xbox as well, which is what I believe is probably an extremely growing platform. I don't have any numbers to back me up, but... Considering everything that's been going on, it's probably one of the fast. It's probably growing faster than PlayStation right now. But that's definitely a good idea for just the the money side of like selling the games and microtrans like all that shit. Right. Okay. What about you, Julio? I don't really care about fucking exclusives, but I think it's pretty weird. And interesting that that a uh, primarily PlayStation uh, fucking thing just decides you know Xbox is pretty cool. Let's do this. It's odd. It's not about the exclusives as much as it's about like wow, they just switched over. Uh, like yeah. you can get it there now. Uh, another example of that happening recently is a Nintendo Switch exclusive game, Octopath Traveler, is also on Xbox and on Game Pass now. <laughs> so yeah. Like, like you see someone has the choice like you get peanut butter or chocolate on your your fucking ice cream it's like i really love fucking peanut butter let me get some chocolate though what <laughs> i don't know Zane. wait elaborate on that analogy we can't just let that slide what <laughs> elaborate i really fucking love this peanut butter but let me get this chocolate instead no break down the analogy who is the peanut butter in the MLB situation, and what, who is the chocolate? I am so confused. PlayStation is peanut butter, and the, the, the Xbox is chocolate. I don't know what you, what's confusing. Uh, well, it's confusing because MLB publishing this game, they're not choosing Xbox over PlayStation. They're uh, so they're, they're mixing. They're fucking mixing. Yeah, it's like, multi-plat. Really it's it's not exclusive to Xbox. It's on both systems. Uh, um, I don't think there was a good enough explanation. It's on both systems, 
The thing is though, it's also on Game Pass. And so it's much more in your interest to try to play it through Game Pass, being $15, as opposed to buying it outright on PlayStation, $70. So, yeah, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> that's such a shitty analogy, Julio. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I feel bad for the right. listeners, because they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, when he says that. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, that's enough ragging wow. on Julio. Uh, any any other thoughts on that before we get into the other half of this news? I... Sports games suck. Next topic. No, if you like sports games, you do that. That's valid. Like sports games, man. If you if you think they're fun, they're fucking fun. Who cares? Uh, all right. But are we ready to get into the next thing? Yep. You ready? Yes. Okay. Doke. Oh wait, Victoria's with us. Uh, I I'm gonna get a snack. Ah, do we want to circle it back around? Do you care to comment on the MLB thing that happened today? I think I explained it to you earlier. Um, she's gonna not go really. I don't cool. know too much about it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So this is the other tidbit of news that is a bit more interesting in my opinion. I'm trying to find the fucking list of the games. I should have done this prior to recording, but here we are. Uh, so, whatever, Julio, okay. Uh, here, I'm gonna pause so we can find it real quick. Okay, and we're back. Um, so we are 29 minutes in now. I'm gonna go ahead and write that down. 29.30. Alright, so, um, the other half of the news with Xbox, because it feels like every fucking week we talk about Xbox. They, look, we wouldn't be doing it if they didn't keep showing up in the damn news cycle. But they do. So here we are. So this other tidbit of news is pretty damn interesting. Um, Xbox is further pushing their backwards compatibility program like they did last week uh, with the FPS boost. But this week, it is a new way of going about it. So this week, they announced that a select few of the backwards compatible titles from like the 360 generation will be cloud compatible now. For those who don't know, um, if you have a controller or in the event, just a phone for some of them. Um, if you have a controller, a phone, and Game Pass Ultimate, you can play all of these games on your phone using the internet. Uh, these games are actually pretty fucking cool, the ones that are included here. So, these games being, um, okay, the first few are gonna make y'all doubt what I'm saying, but Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, <laughs> Double Dragon, I know, shut up, Double, Double Dragon Neon, Fable 2, Whoa. And here's where it starts getting cool. Fallout New Vegas, Gears of War 2, okay. Gears of War 3, Gears of War Judgment, uh, <laughs> Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero, The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, and Viva Pinata 1 and Trouble in Paradise. Now, what's cool Holy about Viva... I, I know, I know. Okay, what's fucking awesome about Viva Pinata, though, is that you don't need a controller. Um, they worked to create touchscreen support for the game. All you gotta have is a phone. Whoa. Uh, and you can play Viva Pinata on it. On the cloud. Uh, like, no. wow. What is the, the fucking developers called? Uh, Rare? Rare, yeah. Yeah. So, what is super cool about this is I see, th no, four actually. I just don't care about Fable as much. I see four really, really good RPGs that you can play on your fucking phone now. That is so crazy to me. And all you have to do is have Game Pass Ultimate. 
um, and access to a controller, of course. But uh, what's wild about that is you can really be out and about and play Fallout New Vegas, Fable 2, Oblivion, and Morrowind on the go. They, it, it, what's funny about these games is that, excluding Fable, Fallout, Morrowind, and Oblivion have all been games that people have long clamored to see Nintendo Switch ports of because the idea of playing these super amazing RPGs on the go is so fucking appealing. I don't think any of us would deny that. Um, yeah, I would love to do that. Right. And the, the xCloud library is already so cool. Like, I can play Doom Eternal on my phone. Um, but that aside, just the idea of being able to do that is so neat as is, but it... It is funny to think how long people have wanted them to be portable on Nintendo Switch, and it's not the way people anticipated, but it's definitely a cheaper way than getting a Switch. Granted, granted, um, if you have an iPhone, you're shit out of luck. Uh, the aha, uh-huh. just gotta whip out the ancient Samsung. Right. So for some reason, Apple is really fucking weird about it. Um. They, they have to check each individual game because they want to make sure that it's not... I don't remember the details, but, they, but they're iffy about there being a... Essentially another app store that you're downloading. Uh, because you're downloading the Xbox Game Pass stuff, and then you're having access to tons of other applications. <laughs> um, Apple has an issue with that. I think it's just a control thing because... At the end of the day, these are all AAA-produced titles, most of them, that are on that library. So why the fuck would Apple be concerned about that? Um, it's just Apple being Apple. It's just complicated for no reason. But regardless of that, um, if you have access to any kind of Samsung or LG device or Android device, you and a controller, even not a controller if you re- if you like Viva Pinata. Like, I'm seriously, I already have it on here. I'm going to try it tonight. Um, but... If you have access to a controller, man, and you got decent internet, which, uh, by the way, your internet does not need to be that great. Um, my internet is okay at best, and I was playing Doom Eternal on here pretty damn smoothly the other day, um, all things considered. So, it's pretty cool. I don't want to oversell it. It's not perfect yet, uh, of course, because it's still something that's very new. But we are really getting to a point where, like, these things are going to be so much more normal. Like, hey, you don't need a console anymore. You need a smart TV and a controller. Um, so that kind of shit's super neat. Uh, but I don't know. What do y'all think? Because I've been going on about this like a crazy person. Pretty cool. I think it's like super fucking cool that technology has progressed that far. You it's know, wild. it's really wild. Like the fact that you can play such complex games as Fallout New Vegas and Oblivion and whatnot. Like, granted, they're older, but they're still really complex in nature. Um, just the fact that you can play games like that on a phone. Go ahead, Victoria. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I, I saw you on I was just gonna say about the um, <laughs> about the internet thing. I was. I'm gonna assume that these these games are just gonna run like regular apps that are on your phone. Like, if you like mobile gaming and stuff like that because like for example call of duty is a pretty big mobile game and that runs perfectly fine on a lot of people's phones on most people's phones of course so if you're worried about that and you play something similar to that or like 
you know, let's say you like other like smaller mobile games, maybe like Clash of Clans or um, anything else. I don't know, Flappy Bird. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but right, if you play I'll... games like that, for example, um, I'm assuming that they're going to take up just as much as like the bandwidth as any other game um, that is included in this in this kind of thing. So, um, I can't say with certainty, of course, but the the reason these games like Doom Eternal and shit are able to run on your phone is because they're not relying on your phone's processing power at all. So, like, mm -hmm. a, a mobile game totally does. Like, you're playing Minecraft on your tablet, you're playing Terraria on your phone or something like that. It's relying on your CPU and whatever, like, integrated small GPU thing is going on in your phone. Uh, and, mm -hmm. of course, like, the RAM and everything. The difference with between that and these is that um, all of these games are being run from like servers, and it is going to rely on you. Obviously, you want to have better internet. If you have dog shit internet, it's going to be difficult. Um, I I don't want to like speak too universally, but mm -hmm. Victoria, me, and you have pretty much the same internet. Um, we both have Spectrum. Spectrum gang. <laughs> right. So, and I actually have I have used XCloud at your house uh, before. Mm -hmm. So. And yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, and I can say with a degree of certainty that like when it works, when it works well, man, it's so cool. Um, and I was playing much more demanding games on it when I was trying that. I was playing Gears of War Five and uh, and Doom Eternal on a mm -hmm. phone, um, and those are super demanding games. I can imagine because they're both pretty damn new. Uh, so things like Oblivion and Fallout New Vegas, I can't. I can't imagine are too hard on it. But again, I don't want to speak with too much certainty. What's cool about all this though is that like as opposed to playing a game on a Nintendo Switch where Nintendo Switch ports, man, you have to jump over the fucking moon and back a thousand times to get them to work because I think of The Witcher 3 specifically. The um the Switch port for The Witcher 3 is one of the ugliest games I've ever fucking seen, man. Um they had to downscale so many textures and polygon counts and just everything to make it run on that archaic fucking system. Um, and it's kind of mind boggling. Like, now that we can really just rely on internet to get you pretty far. Um, for example, the Nintendo Switch actually allows you to play Hitman 3 using, X, uh, using a, a form of xCloud without downscaling nice. it in any way. So, it's all cool, but that's all I got. <laughs> okay, Victoria, let's fucking send that to the chat. Um, <laughs> that's all I got on that. It's all pretty damn neat, in my opinion. So, I don't know. Any final thoughts before we move on? Epic. It is very epic, Julio. It is very epic. All right. <sighs> okay, so we are... We are 39 minutes into this shit, and we are going to get into everyone's easiest topic because it's something that every week, universally, we can all talk about because we are all our own person. What are we playing, watching, reading, and or listening to? Now, unless suddenly you have joined a hive mind, this should be pretty easy for you to figure out, uh, starting from the top of the list like we do. Victoria, what have you been up to? Um been playing minecraft been um um been playing minecraft 
we just beat the ender dragon tonight it was my first personal time beating the ender dragon very proud of that um and uh i'm trying to remember i've been reading of course my choices and episodes game we read that all the time um <laughs> i read a <laughs> Spongebob x Squidward fanfiction today. <laughs> he was so bad. <laughs> oh my god. What All the, the way through. It was, it was pretty traumatic. <laughs> traumatic. Um, it, it she read it out loud in the call to all of us. Yes, yeah. out loud to everybody. I wasn't um, there, so good. Uh, thank god. Yeah, thank god you weren't. <laughs> He'd be the only um, one that, like, probably got into it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I be into it? That ass. You never know. What the fuck, Sarah? Um, Where you be? Oh, God. Okay. Um, Continue. Wait, what else? What else? I have, um... You watched Godzilla vs. Kong this week, obviously. Yes, we did do that, you and I. You watched Deathgasm um, on Monday? Yes, but I watched that basically, like, once a week. <laughs> I'm um, helping you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a few interviews lined up and that's yeah. about it you're fucking cool all right hell yes <laughs> just fucking flips the table um even though you're in your bed okay but awesome glad you have been doing good this week victoria angel what have you been i okay real quick i made an acronym when i'm writing down the timestamp, and i'm kind of cracking up over it what are we playing, watching, reading, and or listening to? The acronym is W-A-W-P-W-R-A-O-L-T. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, Angel, what are you W-A-W-P-W-R-A-O-L-T? I, okay, obviously, play Minecraft. Dragon, all that. The new chapter of Blue Exorcist dropped. <laughs> Thank God. Do they exercise I something? Every every month, shit is really like. Big Bad is officially in this dimension. He has a body. Shit's going down. The Earth is maybe destroyed. Satan. Yes, Big Bad. He got a body. Like shit's going down. Like, and I have to wait another month to get another chapter, and I'm like. I'm so sorry. I know I know that struggle. I used to read um Black Butler manga all the time. And it's a, still a continuing manga. <laughs> Don't make what? fun of her. <laughs> we all read crusty shit. <laughs> I read nothing crusty in my Bro, life. Bro, you're literally oh my god. You, you watch JoJo. Dog, I you, watch it. You walk in the room and the room is crustier. Like <laughs> It's because like you guys just had it already crusty. No. Oh, that, Julio. That goes yep. against what I said entirely. You can't build off of what I said and then contradict it. <laughs> I contradict fuck? you always. Yeah, I know. What do you mean? You live Says the guy that owns a chapter of church volume. I found it in Goodwill volume. and you wanted me to try it. I'm open minded. I, I didn't say that, did I? You wanted me to so try watch it. JoJo. And I, well, I don't like watching shit first. I'm always about reading shit first, so that I can watch it and be like, "Wow, this is way worse." Because I'm an asshole. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Sorry, Angel. We fucking we just took what you were doing this week and we ran with it. Continue. You railed it. Um, no. 
I'm surprised no one's no mentioned this. I don't know if you guys would. I watched the like controversial music video multiple times because it fucking slaps. What? The Which Little Moss X video. Oh, you were saying that like I we might notice it on your face or something like. <laughs> Like it might show no. up, like a little like satanic, like a little pentagram will show up on your forehead. <laughs> what about it? No, I watched it several times. So God. I was I listened. I added that song to my playlist. Um. What is? It's a song by Little Nasfulio. Just watch it at some point, okay? It's it's good. Uh, it's good. It slaps. He twerks on Satan. Um, it's neat. Okay. It's weird. What? What else did I do this week? I didn't really do a whole lot this week. I've had a whole lot of school stuff going on. I'm going home tomorrow. I'm mm. gonna go stay with my family for a night. Yay! And Skeddy got to go on a play date. He growled at the other cat for several hours. <laughs> hmm. But, okay. Julio, you're up. Oh my god, this is creepy. He keeps uh, so I'm not in the I'm not in the like the call part of it. Um, I'm just in like the tech part of the Discord server, and so it keeps showing me like who's making noise, and it keeps like every time, <laughs> every time, um, it, it's just Angel talking, and then it cuts back to Victoria doing this like <laughs> every like few seconds, <laughs> and it's so funny. It looks like a meme, and then uh, right at the end, it cut back to Julio going <laughs> like. God damn. <laughs> I guess nobody sees what your face is doing. <laughs> Fucking scary, man. Okay, okay. But, Julio, what are you playing, watching, reading, and or listening to this week? I can tell you what I'm planning to do. What the fuck? Because you I have done nothing. haven't done anything this week. You're, God, you're Hitler sometimes. He goes, yeah, I can yeah, tell Hitler. you what I'm planning to do. Like, oh my God, what are you planning to do? <laughs> Fucking scared. Watch shit. What do you mean? Fucking Red Skull. Yeah, Hitler for, for wanting to plan shit. <laughs> Sorry, you said it right, so maniacally. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested in, in continuing like the fucking dominant. High Rise and Raisin. Uh, I want to check out the, the second season of Beastars, see if it's good. <laughs> what? Every time you finish a thought, it cuts back to Victoria reacting. <laughs> You, you said beast stars and she's going <laughs> you know what that means oh my god julio you are a fucking like furry action. you're a fucking furry what you're a furry it's so so fucking actiony and and stuff action yeah action <laughs> look it's not my fault i'm into short people what the fuck that's alarming um, I need to. I need to be tall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Victoria, please grow. Hurry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I haven't grown since the fourth grade. Uh -huh. yeah, she's done. She's she's m malformed. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> All oh, right. <laughs> Midget. <laughs> yes, quite literally. I'm. I'm only. I'm only three inches. Uh, taller than being legally a midget or actually a short person i'm sorry i don't want to get canceled for saying that for any short people who happen to be watching this short person if there are midgets watching this i'm sorry um <laughs> <laughs> all right but uh... laughing hurts <laughs> laughing hurts no. 
Leo's in pain. Um, but okay, Victoria Christ. Um, yeah, so I'm just watching whatever happens on Netflix. Oh, he's still not because, done. Uh, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm Zane, sorry. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this week, uh, I wrapped up some more animations that I've been doing. And ooh, where did I start? I started some game this week. I started LA Noir. It's fine. It's it's just it's it's Rockstar, man. I can't get into this shit, but I'm trying to. I'm I'm being open-minded. It's all right. La Noir. Um, I played some more Hitman, and I'm a little fucking annoyed because I busted out fifty dollars on that game, and then I finished like the main campaign, and every every other menu I open with like alternate missions and shit are locked behind paywalls, and I just I really. I really fucking miss it when you didn't have to pay to get like two hours of additional content out of something. Um, but whatever. It, that, I don't know. I'm not going to go into a tangent on that. That shit just pisses me off. It's like if you go into a theater and they're like, ooh, here's a deleted scene if you give us $2 before you leave. Like, stupid. Um, but regardless, that and of course Minecraft. And this week. Uh, did we do it over the weekend, or did we do it this week? Well, we did it after the last podcast, so I guess it counts. Um, me and Victoria watched The Thing. Um, we are gearing up. This is the first time we've, like, said it publicly, but we are gearing up towards, like, starting our own YouTube channel where we review. We're probably gonna hide, we're probably gonna focus on horror movies, but anything is, anything is fair game. Uh, but... We're pretty excited I'm writing about the it. script now. Mm-hmm. We started recording it a little bit here and there, um, and it's it should be a good time. Uh, I'm gonna start linking it under the Oblivious Podcast once the once the channel is live and everything's going on with that. I'm pretty excited about that. I don't expect it to take off uh, immediately, um, but we're not doing it because we you know <laughs> we want like a fan base or something. We're doing it because we think it'll be fun. So no, I, I'm doing it for the fame. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to get, I'm hoping to get big booty Latinas and stacks, fat stacks of money from it. <laughs> I really, I really, I really would, I really wouldn't know what to do if any big booty Latinos wanted to share these hot Cheetos with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he says Latinos as well. Um, but <laughs> what, Leo? What? No, it's, it's not the plural that makes it funny. It's the, it's the indication as to the gender. Um. Yeah. The... All right, we're moving uh, on. Okay, Spanish. but that is what is going on with me this week. That's about it, really. Nothing exciting, for the most part. But yeah. So we are 50 minutes into this, and we are going to get into our next topic. Our next topic being, let me pull the duck. Uh, how does Resident Evil 8 run on last-gen consoles? So, the reason this is its own discussion is because... Um, no, not because of booty, Julio. Calm down. Um, I said it runs like booty. Oh, no, it runs amazing. It runs oh, amazing. Well, never mind. Yeah, it runs wonderful. Spoilers. Thanks, Julio. Um, oh. But... Spoiled <laughs> it again. So, what we were going to get into is that with cyberpunk having come out and being having been really fucking rough a lot of people have been skeptical as to any game that's still releasing on last gen consoles and how it's going to look and run on those justifiably so because cyberpunk was one of the most egregious examples of um fan base manipulation and like exploitation of goodwill i have ever seen but regardless of that 
it is totally understandable why people were are nervous about upcoming games. But from what we've seen so far, um, Resident Evil 8 seems to run pretty well on certain last-gen systems. Granted, granted. We have not seen what it runs on the 2013 variants of both the PS4 and the Xbox One, those being the ones that don't have any extra titles on them. Um, we have seen, though, how it runs on the PS4, which is a good frame of reference for the most part because the PS4... I'm sorry, the PS4 Pro. Um, and I was going to say it is a good frame of reference because the PS4 Pro is a tad tiny bit weaker than the Xbox One X. Um, and obviously they're both far more powerful than the originals from 2013. But the game still looks undeniably impressive. Just very, very impressive. Between just the the textures are so high res and it's so pretty and the just the general like locomotion of everything and how it looks together is so fucking good. And Victoria's laughing at something, I don't know what, but um <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god, yep. That's something to laugh at. Uh but <laughs> It's a picture of Zane, y'all. No, it's not it's a picture it's... of me. Um, <laughs> it's a picture of Julio. But, um... Uh, <laughs> she said, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, okay, I digress. It looks so impressive for running on last-gen systems. Like, it really doesn't... Um, somebody might kill me for saying this, but to me, it doesn't look very last-gen. Um, it, it looks pretty next-gen, even, on a last-gen system, which that again there's not much you can gauge from a, a like a 4k youtube video because even though it's 4k it's still a bit on the compressed side regardless of that though it still is super impressive and it, if somebody else besides me has something to say about it you are so welcome to because i'm running out of air oh my god what i said the video earlier today dog we run a podcast <laughs> I was trying to take a nap and failing. Yeah, you failed in multiple departments today. Taking a nap. All right, I'm put. Because I'm fucking gaslighting both of you for not watching it. Wait, get, wait, not both of you. Victoria, did you watch it? You probably didn't. Watch what? Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, y'all suck. Okay, fine. Oh, was it the trailer? I watched that. Yeah. It wasn't a trailer. It was like oh, a, it was the, like five the, minutes of gameplay footage on the PS4 Pro. I mean, you yeah, talked it was, about it, it with me. Like, you basically point. explained the whole thing. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. I like how the person playing, like, looks like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, fucking stab at random items and then start shooting but missing badly. Huh. <laughs> Alright. What did, what did you send the sexy arch demon what is that called arch vial no that's not an arch vial what was that that's was a, a summoner yeah summoner. summoner i was looking at it from the notifications tab i wasn't looking at it like full on so <laughs> um but yeah uh i don't know i i man i thought we'd get a bit more discussion out of this one but nobody yeah. fucking watched the video we managed to talk for godzilla versus you. king kong for 20 fucking minutes uh, even though two what? of our hosts haven't seen it, but we can't we can't keep it going for five minutes because <laughs> y'all didn't watch a five minute video. Um, I'm disappointed in both of y'all. Julio, shut the fuck up! You're just as on trial. I right. I watched it. Come on. You sure about that? Yeah, I saw half of it because I was I, I stopped because I was bored of like the just the guy 
shooting at, at random enemies that pop up is like, what is that? It was atmospheric. What do you mean you were bored of the guy shooting at random enemies? Atmospheric. It was. He was in a. He was in a fucking. Okay. He was in a really cool like, like, creepy ass basement with like bodies hanging from the ceiling and like wine and blood being pulled up in the floor to the point where he's like wafting through it like a, like a, like a dense lake. It was fucking. I see that sick. shit way too often. I see that shit way too often to be okay. impressed. I don't know what snuff films you're watching, but okay. Um, what the films exist that have that? Oh my god! Not I don't know. I felt like I felt like in a video game that was pretty cool to see. I mean, yeah. Um, because I'm it. not I'm not thinking of it like conceptually. I'm thinking of it on the technical side of things. How impressive it was watching these creatures and like vampire ladies like waft through blood and wine up in the floor. Um, yep. And like when you when you would kill them and they'd fall in, there'd there'd be an appropriate amount of like particle systems moving and shit. It's neat. I think it's neat. Yeah. I don't I know. Guess. I think it's really fucking impressive for PS for for a last gen system. I, I just do. Uh, not even graphics aside, just the the amount of things that were going on on screen. I, I I was reading in the comment. I was going to the comments. I saw some cool like people pointing out really neat subtle details. Like uh, for instance. Um, I believe it was a, I don't remember, I'm not going to try to guess what kind of handgun Ethan was using, but the handgun that Ethan was using um, towards halfway through uh, the gameplay sequence, he had a really interesting reload animation for it because he pulled out the magazine that he was going to put in it and had it like towards the end of his hand and then used the other half of his hand to pull out the magazine and then put that in real quickly. That was a tactical reload, which... The reason I'm pointing this out is because not only are the animations in that game nice, but that's actually a kind of cool, subtle detail to show character development because Ethan, in the previous Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 7, um, had a lot more shaky animations and like a just you got the vibe that he didn't really know what he was doing. Like, of course, everybody kind of knows how to use a gun, they're not really hard to figure out, um, but you got the impression that he had never done it that much before, if at all. Um, and yeah, now a normal dude, right? No, and no. and nowadays, like he's been through some shit, and he he's not fucking around, man. Like it's kind of cool. Uh, but that's all I got on that. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Alrighty. We Hot are ass. fifty-eight minutes in. I'm writing these timestamps because we have people requesting that we do that again. So questions. All right, we got one question from Julio. Uh, because we in the in the Discord nobody interacts with us except for our hosts. Um, uh, oh well, we got a question from one listener, but I'm not sure how we would even answer that. Um, we'll go ahead and do Julio's. So, guess yeah. each other's character alignments. Do you mean morale, like in terms of morality? Like like in like chaotic sort of evil, chaotic neutral shit like that. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Are you good, evil, or neutral? And then are you lawful, chaotic, or, or true? So Julio is um, Julio is neutral, neutral because he's just truly fucking boring. Um, be true neutral? I'm not boring at all. Fucking, I gotta be like at the, the top fucking character in this fucking. Area. Angel, um, Angel, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm just telling everybody what they are. Uh, Angel uh -huh. is probably lawful evil. Um. <laughs> She's she always brags about being the harbinger of chaos, but then is the most like iterative person I know. Um, <laughs> so there's that, and then um, Victoria, you're a harder read than Angel and Julio. Um, That's because I'm so chaotic. 
No. Oh, uh, God, I gotta <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Shit. Let me put down the timestamp. 59 minutes. I think I'm chaotic neutral, if I were anything. All right, all right. I am lawful good. Personally, but I mean, if you have another opinion about me, then... I'd say chaotic neutral. But... You're short, so, like, yeah. chaotic evil maybe some days, but, yeah, other than that. Um... Zane, I think that you're... True mm... evil. I'd, I'd say, no. True no. Evil. Like, the opposite. <laughs> I'd say you're, like, you're, like... Lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. Okay. Look at the long. You're definitely like the 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 like the nicest person out of like all of us. That's I don't know. I'd be nice. I'd, I I might venture to say that that's Angel, but that's just me. Um, but thank you. Uh, I may act nice, but in my head, I'm brutally roasting every single one person I encounter. Unless you're my friend. I may act nice, but secretly I'm a I'm a fucking dork. Alright. There's two sides to me, and the other side is a twisted fucking psychopath. I have two demons inside of me. One wants to kill our hose, the other wants to fuck our hose. There's two wolves inside you. One is gay, the other is gay. You're gay. That's just angels. Um <laughs> but yeah, she waved at nobody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm that's definitely, a... definitely true good. That's me. Julio. God, what are you gonna lie to yourself? I'd say, I'd say. I don't want liars in this wow. call. Look <laughs> at this dude. He fucking kicked me from the. Mm -hmm. I'd say, I'd say Julio, in my opinion, is true neutral. True stupid. Um, what? True yeah. neutral. Julio, yeah, yeah, sorry dog, you're like neutral neutral. You're you're, you're, you're not really like chaotic nor not lawful boring. in any way. Yeah, you just mean, you're just, just there. Don't care. Like, um like I, I really wanna know how many like background character roles you've had in movies and shit. Uh, uh because none I can imagine you're just there. Like, it's, you're there, yeah. It's why None it's why I brought like... you it's why I brought you on the podcast, you know, we just kinda felt bad. We wanna give you the spotlight a little bit. Let you, Zane, let you like, be less of an NPC. Your main host. What the fuck? Angel's my main host. Boy! Right. He's your assistant producer or something, whatever you called it. She is my <laughs> assistant producer. Um, yeah, Vic, I'm the Vic, main host. <laughs> Julio, I don't know, man. You, you're, you're stretching it. You're stretching it. Okay, I'm just right, fucking look, with you. I gotta quit I'm being... Not, I'm not... <laughs> Go ahead. Zane... Zane, I'm not Chevalier from Worm. I'm not a background character that suddenly became important Stop. out of nowhere. This is the reason why I want you to be a background character, is because when you're a fucking main character, you just, you be saying shit. Uh, <laughs> That's what main characters do, say stuff. They, no, you be saying shit. Main characters say shit. You be saying shit. Like, <laughs> it's supposed to my mean. God. You know what, what I like mean. Fucking, uh, those two dudes from Attack on Titan that were suddenly important. Here he goes again, saying shit. Like, here he literally. Okay, 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 okay. Relax, 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 relax. Take a deep breath. Your dog. I'm not what? Come here, Julio. Like, no, I'm not doing that. The same voice you say, the voice you have when you talk to fucking Daisy. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Regardless, regardless, it's good. It's good. I'm just fucking with you. I'm fucking. 
Angel's Angel's my assistant producer, and you're the like the second most consistent host. Um, uh huh. So now you you would be as consistent as Angel if you didn't make us late almost every night. This week is the first exception in a long time. Um, that's because I have work. <laughs> no, it most of the time it's just because of miscommunication. It's not your work. Like we normally account you're for a, your work. Uh, a miscommunication. Okay, okay. Regardless, we're getting a little too in in the into like the thick of it. I, I guess I don't know how to word that, but um, our other deep. our other question prior to emails uh, is. What would you call this insect? I would call it a mayfly, while my family would call it a skeeter eater, or mosquito eater. What? I, 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 I really don't want to have to put that in the video, cat. I would call it a skeeter eater too. I like that. It's cute, a little charming. It, it's a mayfly. I was really having this conversation at work, and I texted her about it, and she decided to make it a question, if I remember correctly. Ah. Is it a fly that appears in May? Yeah. It's it's Mayfly season starting up, and then they get really big in May. Ew. Gross. I fucking hate bugs. Hmm. Okay. Oh, the the big thing that she put in, they're actually called crane flies, and they're often mistaken for the skeeter eaters, but they're actually just flies. What are those ones that ride on water? I like those ones. Those are cool. So, like the little like water bugs skeeter bugs yeah i gotcha i forgot what they're called i remember playing this this fucking game in chuck e cheese where you shot big creatures if you were in some weird island uh yeah one of the the, the fucking types was the, the fucking skeeter bugs riding across the water at, at you you said Chuck E. Cheese, and I had fucking nom flashbacks when I used to work there. <laughs> you fucking worked at Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, it was my first job. I was a party host. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was just super- it was super fucking annoying. That makes sense. How many kids threw cheese at you? Not often. It, it was never the kids that was the issue, I promise. Oh, okay. It was always the- it was always their parents that were like assholes about it you know and the thing is is that are we recording mm-hmm. yes oh shit okay well then i i don't really then i don't really care about like talking about this talking on shit on deborah from that fucking june 19th <laughs> what the I fuck you <laughs> that's, that's what she was about to say ah uh, okay um okay are we ready to move on to email questions we only have one yeah, yeah sure angel fucking disappeared all right, so this person, let me pull it up. Where'd it go? Okay. Um, I'm constantly moving, so I don't fall asleep. Okay, so this person writes in, uh, what's up, peeps? So my question is, what do you think makes a good MMO? Um, like, what mechanics and aspects make it better than other MMOs? Or what do you think is like the most critical thing you need to have in it for it to be good? Cool. Uh, I don't like MMOs because they're boring. Yeah, this is an interesting question. I think he asked it because (laughs) because last week I pointed out how much I how much distaste I have for MMOs. Um, I'm trying to think of an. I'm really trying to think of an MMO that I enjoy so that I can kind of like pull something from that and be like, yeah, this is something good to make, do make something like like sao or log horizon like, so that'd be cool let's start with the one person in this call 
who actually likes MMOs to an extent? Victoria. I I actually I love MMOs. Um, I uh, I've been a classic World of Warcraft player for a long time, and then I played a lot of Diablo. Of course, a lot of Blizzard games are MMOs. Um, but I think personally, for me, what makes a good MMO an MMO? Um, besides like game mechanics, I think that the biggest thing is a good story. My biggest thing when it came to playing World of Warcraft, for example, was the fact that it was always immersive to me. Um, it was always fun and interesting and it was always like they were always updating on the story and they still are today and this game has been out for almost 16 years. Almost 17 years, actually. Um, so I think that the biggest thing for myself was like the storyline and how immersive it was. Um, also, of course, you know, like cool shit that you can get, you know, like stuff that you can really work towards, you know, like cool armor sets. You know, of course, you can get like epic mounts and shit like that or, you know, um, new dungeons, new raids, new battlegrounds, that kind of thing. That stuff is always fun to do, you know, of course, because you're playing it with other people. Um, but um, it, it's it's definitely not a game for everybody. I know a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with it or a lot of people just don't like it in general. But um, there are a lot of good ones out there, like I swear, like there really are. Um, but like I said, biggest thing story for sure the uh the closest i've gotten to liking an mmo and i'm i'm this year i'm gonna give it one more go um was eso the elder scrolls online i think part of the reason i was able to get into that more than i have with anything else though and i mean i've tried so many um is just because of how invested i already am in the elder scrolls universe because i've played I've played Daggerfall just barely a bit because you can't get the first two Elder Scrolls games to run on anything nowadays. But I've played a fuck ton of Morrowind, a fuck ton of Oblivion, and a really gross amount of Skyrim. Um, but, so ESO I got really close to enjoying. Um, so I'm gonna build off of what Victoria has been saying with like, I think what would probably lend towards an MMO being more appealing is post-launch support. Um, part of the reason World of Warcraft is still so fucking huge is because it's been out for almost two decades and like every, every like six months, I believe there is some new, huge, crazy expansion coming out for it mm -hmm. that not only builds on the story, but adds so much and new shit to work for. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books of lore. So if you're yeah. somebody who likes to read lore and like to know the backstories of characters and places and situations that happened in video games, then MMOs are definitely the ones for you because they always have a fuck ton of lore. Yeah. That that's just high fantasy in general too. Mm -hmm. Like uh, that is true. The Elder Scrolls Online cuz it's the one that I have the most experience with. I think I have like 70 hours in that game. Um mm -hmm. is that game what it does do cool is granted it it's not really on the part of it it's kind of something that it just benefits from but mm -hmm. it has a really really deep and um interesting universe to pull from the because you know it, it's got the entire elder scroll series even the even the spin even the weird spin-off games to pull from like redguard uh mm -hmm. and it does the same thing world of warcraft does where every six months there is some new big expansion for it. And what's been cool about ESO is that 
when they announce them, I know what they're about. And that's always been neat. That's probably how you feel when they announce new World of Warcraft stuff. Uh, like, oh, yeah. I've been playing since it had come out. Right. So... Last time I got into uh, the Elder Scrolls Online was when the Morrowind expansion came out. I was so fucking geeked up about that. Um, mm. And every time they do that, it's like, okay, here's a new here's a new province or part of Tamriel um, mm. that you can go to and do things in. It's like whole new lands. And it's neat for people who love the Elder Scrolls because the original Elder Scrolls 1 arena, you could travel all of Tamriel, but that's because the game was fake 3D. That, that style of 3D back in the day, like Doom and Wolfenstein. Um, mm. But, so of course you can have that big of a worldscape. But, uh, and then Daggerfall. So, Arena was all of Tamriel. Um, and there is a point to this rant, but Arena was all of Tamriel, and Daggerfall was just a bit of Hammerfell. But what's mm. crazy is, uh, according to Todd Howard, is that Daggerfall, the Elder Scrolls 2, was actually like the canonical size of a part of Tamriel, like what they want it to be. And that's super wild when you're playing it because Daggerfall is actually to this day still one of the hugest games ever made uh, in mm. terms of like how long it takes to get from one end of the map to the other. It's actually, I think it's like, I think it's like twice the size of Great Britain um, walking from one end to the other. It takes a good, good deal of time. So my, yeah. my point with that being is that like, um, I think MMOs benefit greatly from a sense of scale, uh, a sense of scale and post-launch support. I 100% agree. I was wanting to get to that after you had finished what you were saying, um, because it's very similar in World of Warcraft. Of course, you know, you have the first expansion, Vanilla WoW, which had come out and you have Kalamador in the Eastern Kingdoms that resides in the world of Azeroth. God, I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, um, and then when the Burning Crusade had come out, which was the next expansion that had come out, one of the best ones, um, then you get a whole other world to, um, to, um, explore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, um, the Burning Crusade, that shit was just, that was so awesome. And then, of course, when the Lich King comes out, you get Northrend, and then when, uh, Cataclysm comes out, you get to defeat this, like, huge, crazy, giant-ass dragon in the middle of this maelstrom in the middle of Azeroth, and then Pandaria comes out, and then you get Pandaria. And then, of course, it goes on and on, but, you know, of course, any other expansion that comes out, you get a whole fuck ton of lore, you get brand new races, classes to play, you get a bunch of new storylines, you get a bunch of new quests, um, and, of course, you always get a new, um, a new part of the map. And like you said, with the Elder Scrolls one, the, the World of Warcraft one is pretty fucking big, too. Yeah. Definitely not as big as that one, but it is pretty fucking big. You wouldn't want but. it to be as big anyways, because, oh my god, no. <laughs> can you imagine the level design nightmare it would be, or world design in this case, uh, nightmare it would be, like, you'd probably need, like, 100 plus. Because the, the thing is, the reason it was so big back in the day is because, like, the graphics were nothing. Um, and mm. also, it's the most repetitive traveling you'll ever do in your life, because they only made, like, a, probably a hundred different, like, sprites of trees and things, and they just use yeah. procedural generation the way Minecraft does, um, to make that landmass. And it gives mm -hmm. it a sense of scale, but yeah. So, what the new games do now is they're much smaller in scale, but they still feel massive in scale at the same time, because it's all handcrafted. Um, mm -hmm. and that's something that, uh, that's something that the Elder Scrolls Online benefits from, 
in my opinion, is because it has that gameplay style that I prefer, where you're in that first-person perspective and you are exploring and you're looking around and you're going into, like, caverns and towns and shit. And it really feels mm -hmm. like you're there. Um, but really, that sense of scale is so important. You feel like you're a part of something larger. Something that mm -hmm. I think hurts MMOs quite a bit is the generic, like, you're the most important person in the room shit. I think I think that really hurts MMOs sometimes. Um, I, I guess it definitely depends on the um, the the type of MMO because I know not all MMOs are the same. Right. Um, and it obviously depends on the what. You're the last of your people, is what he said. You're the last oh. of your people. Join these millions of players. <laughs> right. Or like you're the you're the chosen one, but so is the line of people behind you waiting to talk to this bard and have the exact I same remember. conversation. Yeah. Like that's There's always some, what bugs me. Final Fantasy uh middle I mean Final Fantasy Fourteen. Uh, not fourteen, but it was a it was a mobile game where sure. like the main story is like like these like random 20 dudes pop up in the in this world and like there's this voice in the sky says one of you or like all of you are chosen and it's like it's like just 20 like ordinary fucking dudes and then anime guy in the middle is, is like oh we're all important aren't we <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> that that kind of shit bugs me you know like I, I like the i like the idea of going into quests that they're a bit more grounded and whatnot and it, it's not it's not about you as much as it's about the people you're talking to um something that an example i have is in fallout 76 when they started introducing they literally when fallout 76 first came out it was made with with entirely the intention of dodging that problem by just not having NPCs at all. Um, so that was an issue, of course. So they started making expansions where there are NPCs. And one thing that bugs me is it's so goofy going into like the Raider camp and the Wastelanders expansion and talking with the overboss or whatever her name was. Um, and she calls you 76 and you have a conversation with her that implies you're that you're the only one she's been talking to but then you leave, you walk outside and there's like 20 people standing around like and then they go in and everyone's going in but when you go in it's just you in there because it, it that's always been really goofy to me um and that makes it harder to, to suspend your disbelief but that is something that i will admit elder scrolls online is pretty good at dodging and from what i've seen world of warcraft is pretty good at dodging as well but obviously Blizzard yeah. knows their shit. There, there are um, there are a few times, like I, I think the biggest time when that happens personally is when you're first starting out your character and you're like level one. Yeah, that's fair. But the biggest, the biggest example that I can give right now is when you're starting off as a Death Knight, which is a special type of class that starts off at a level 55. Um, and you're your class was created by the lich king the lich king is like evil for anybody who doesn't know um he's the antagonist of the third expansion pack and so when you're done going through all of the quests and stuff like that to you know become um who you are as your character um you have to go through stormwind which is one of the one of the biggest um alliance metropolitan cities yeah. and like the whole time you're being ridiculed and you're you're riding through the city on your mount and like people are throwing fruit at you and saying that you're like a betrayer and like you don't belong here and then you go up to the king of stormwind 
and you're like, oh, I need like a pardon so that I can be accepted. You know, this is this and this happened, you know, and it's not all like how it really was. But like every single time that you do that, um, it's like you're the only person. But then you like you said, you turn around and there's just another Death Knight waiting to be pardoned by the King of Stormwind. So, right. And that's I always, that. yeah, that always makes it harder to suspend your disbelief, um, mm -hmm. which whatever, you know, it's like, it's a total nitpick. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's just, that's something that always irks me in MMOs and makes it harder to get into them. But other than that, I think scale, the, like me and Victoria have been hitting on scale and, and story and yeah, story. And the biggest thing for me personally, post-launch support, um, mm -hmm. an MMO is nothing if there's 50 hours worth of content and it never gets updated again, because then a mm -hmm. year later, it's not as interesting as it was. The appeal yeah, of Yeah, because everybody's already done it. Right. The appeal of these MMOs is people oftentimes like having a game to come back to consistently, something that mm -hmm. they can always play, even if they're playing other things at the same time or something that just kind of transcends time for them. Like yeah. a game that you were playing five years ago and you might still be playing today. I personally, I call them comfort games. I have a select few. For me, it's things like Dishonored 2 and Death of the Outsider or like Fallout 4 um, mm -hmm. or New Vegas. Those are games that in 10 years, I'm going to play like I'm going to have another playthrough, like my 50th one. Um, mm -hmm. Or in the case of Dishonored 2, probably like my 400th one. But um, <laughs> those are just people like those comfort games and they like having something to come back to. And quite frankly, the combat and the uh, gameplay in an MMO is probably always going to be the least interesting thing just because of the amount of stuff you can do. You're essentially, you're clicking on different moves. Um, yeah, and, you and like you have it. like hotkeys and stuff like that to right. to really like know which moves you're doing. And yeah, each, each class, for example, has probably like 150 different moves so, less than more than yeah so you're coming back you're not coming back for the gameplay you might be if you are that's cool but most of the time people are coming back for story and a quick way to lose a consistent audience is to just not expand on that so post-launch mm -hmm. support is awesome because it keeps people coming in and with mmos i mean mmos were the first live service games and they did it right in my opinion because they mm -hmm. they do have microtransactions to an extent some are much more egregious than others. Um, for example, like the Elder Scrolls Online is pretty nasty about some of its microtransactions. Um, but yeah, I think post-launch support is probably the most important thing overall. If, cause here's the thing, post-launch support can save your game if it sucks at the start. That's the big thing too, is I think of the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online was ridiculed intensely when it first came out. It actually was really bad when it initially came out. And now it's pretty highly regarded as one of the better MMOs out there that you can get your hands on virtually for free at this point, because it's like $3 at GameStop and it's also on Game Pass. Um, but yeah, it it's just the post-launch support really helps, even if a game lands on its feet pretty well, like World of Warcraft did, or if it struggles at the gate, like the Elder Scrolls Online did, the post-launch support can either save it or just keep that high riding. Um, I think that for me is the most important thing. Angel, you look like you want to say something. Y'all were talking about the story and for me, the most important thing in an MMO, MMO, I only play fantasy ones. I know there's probably other ones, but is the magic system world building 
is because when I play, I'm playing for the magic system and just like that. So building your magic system into the story can make me keep coming back. Wait, um, what do you mean? Like the mechanics of using Like magic? your spells and stuff like that? The abilities that you can do? Yeah, like is there oh, lore okay. with the magic? Is oh, it just okay, like there okay. for the hell of it? Like, is there different types with different stories? Is it like, all that. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I like hard magic systems with, like, stories and lore and just, like, that is what will get me to stay and, like, learn about your game and keep playing. I'll admit, I hop into an MMO or an RPG in general, a high fantasy RPG or just a fantasy one. Um, I... I go in sword in one hand, magic in the other if I can. So I don't invest in magic as much as most people do when they mm. use magic. Um, I, what do they call those? Spell blades? Yes. Uh, so that's just me personally. So I, magic systems in a game aren't as crucial to me. Man, magic systems can be fucking cool though. Cause it's magic. It's literally magic. Mm. I think one of the series that does it the best is not to keep coming back to it, but the Elder Scrolls. Uh, there's nothing quite as satisfying as like in Skyrim as like pulling up your left hand and you like you're you're like there's fucking fire in it and then you shoot it. Um, like that's cool. Or shit, even Dishonored does it pretty well, but that's not an MMO, of course. Um, so I don't know. What about you, Victoria? Is magic something that pretty beneficial for you? Um. Well, I mean, yes, I would say yes, because every single character in World of Warcraft, even if it's like the warrior class, uses some form of magic. Um, so, like, obviously, you know, you got to, like, kind of like it if you uh, if you're playing World of Warcraft, because every single character is going to use magic. But, for example, my favorite type of class of character was a druid with and their shapeshifters. And so, like, you can shapeshift into a cat, a bear, and a deer for um, travel. Mm. Oh, and an, and an, uh, uh, like a weird like a uh, seal thing for swimming, but that doesn't. You barely even use those. Um, so, like, yes, using magic is definitely really important because those are some really cool aspects that not any other class of character is the same as the other one, regardless of the fact that they all use magic. Like, they are all inherently incredibly different, and that's, you know, that's also a really cool aspect about that kind of, uh, that kind of game. It encourages replayability. Mm-hmm. Because you can play any class, and also you still have to pick your race, which you start off in a completely different spot every single race, yeah. so... Yeah, I've always liked that, and RPGs and MMOs, um, is when... Just simple, small choices like that have such big effects. Yeah, that's, like that's uh, been cool. if you're if you're a, a dwarf or a gnome in World of Warcraft, you start off in like the snowy area because that's where they live. You also find out like a lot of background story about like the gnomes, for example, that they're like tinkers and mechanics, and the dwarves are more like you know they're more like heavy duty um, drunks. Basically, they like they hold like a what is it called? They call it. A brew fest or something like that and it's like a because there's there's like i'm talking i'm talking about it too much anyway let's <laughs> move on you're good all right but uh i don't know man we uh we ran with that with that question let me see how far we are in uh we hit an hour in 27 minutes um we started that question about an uh about 59 minutes in um 
so we ran with that one that's awesome there is a lot to talk about when it comes to mmos you can go on and on and on all night at least i can i could i mean i get it like and also part of the reason i can go on with mmos with you is just mostly because as much as i'm not into mmos they do use a lot of rpg mechanics because obviously those two things meld and blend much more than they don't um mm-hmm. there's a reason so. mmo rpgs are is like yeah. A big thing, yeah. A thing. Well, it's to an extent that people hear MMO and they most of the time they think of an MMO RPG. They don't really think of an MMO. Um because if we want to get specific about it, World of Warcraft, um, and the Elder Scrolls Online and other shit like that, those are MMO RPGs. They're not just MMOs. Um yep. so that is the big thing. Because there are there are certain massive multiplayer online games that don't have very many RPG mechanics, but that's rare once again so yeah but i don't think there is much left to say on that topic uh that would be reasonable for a podcast so i think with that we left off on a cool note i think with that this has been episode 79 of the oblivious podcast if you listen this far in we thank you dearly this is why we do it um we'll see you guys on episode 80 see you guys next week bye